Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to Footballers. This is Season 3, Episode 5. We have hot takes and community questions. This is going to be a special podcast. We even have a little bit of hate mail to go over. Matt, Paul, thanks for joining us this week. We're going to jump right in. we got some hot takes to go over. Hot takes. All right. First hot take we have is from the Discord. Westy says, I know this is early days, but how gameplay is currently, I think this is the best FIFA game we've had in years. Mm, that's a really hot take considering the, the chatter that I'm seeing in the community right now. Um, but I tend to agree with Westy based on the fact that I think the balance of the game in its current state it's never been better as far as stopping counters, abusing through balls, pace, pace, pace. I don't feel like it's as important this year. And considering all the stuff we've talked about on our last episode with lengthy defenders and everything else, it kind of goes along with that. Have you noticed anything different, Paul? It's really hard to tell in the early days. I think we often say this at the beginning of most cycles, like, oh, this is really good. It's really balanced. Um, and then a sort of meta emerges and it just becomes quite similar to the rest of them. But with a lot of the new chemistry stuff with the, the Excel accelerate and stuff, it could make this a really balanced game. Um, I'm hoping that's the case. Anyway, I'm hoping that we're going to have lots more cards are now usable. You know, we mentioned it in the last pod uh, that, are going to be now usable that haven't been usable in the past. Because um, if that's the case, it's always a more fun game when you've got more cards to use and you're not just chasing Mbappe and Eddie Militao or whoever the this year's best cards are. Yeah. Matt, are you finding that the same? I mean, do you feel the game is balanced and do you feel like this is one of the best FIFA we've had? We've had? Yeah, I'd say it's it's pretty balanced for a day one product compared to previous years. Um, I don't want to go as far as to say it's the best in however many years because one, we haven't had the 
first patch of the year yet and that generally dictates the direction that the game really goes in that differs from the day one release so I think once patch one comes out that's a more line in the sand moment to draw a realistic conclusion as to how good this game is because that's what we're going to be playing for the majority of the year what I would say quite authoritatively is it's the most different in a satisfying way release that, that we've had in, in a very long time um, it's a much more slower, methodical game. There's more ways to counter different playing styles, more viable ways to score goals than there's been previously. There's a decent overhaul to set pieces and corners and that good stuff. So whether it's the best remains to be seen, and that's totally objective. Everyone will draw their own conclusions on that, but I'm happy that it's sufficiently different to warrant the sequel, which it rarely is year on year. This feels like the first step in a in a new generation of FIFA, uh, which is something we've been clamouring for. And we're not going to get the full next gen until they stop making old gen versions, of which there's still too many players on Xbox One and PS4 for them to do that at the moment. But that's ultimately what we're working towards, right? But yeah, it's different enough for me to be happy to explore those changes and try and master them, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, I think we haven't had, still haven't had enough time on the game to say whether or not it's the best. Um, I feel like all the, a lot of times we have that, that newness factor, you know, a new game, everybody's excited and you're letting that sort of cloud your judgment a little bit. I'm not saying that's what's happening. Westy. I'm enjoying the game. I'm not raging at all at the game. Then again, haven't played foot champs yet. So stand by for that. But I do think it's a very different game. Like you were saying, Matt, and I think it's good because you can't just sit there and spam the same shit over and over. It's really hard to do those little, you know, twitchy dribbling moves like you could last year to create that space to get the shot off. And the more I play the game, I thought that the power shot was overpowered and it is if you can get it off, but it's so easy to defend. If you just defend smartly, defend tight, conservatively, you see that shoot, you see that shot coming, you see the wind up. And if you haven't, you haven't had it happen to you enough times and you'll notice it. They do that slow little walk up and you see it coming, just throw your body in front of it slide tackle, whatever, lunge out at it, just get somebody in front of it. And it's pretty easy to stop. So the one thing I will say is on free kicks, if they kick it out to the top of the D, you better mark that person. You need to have somebody out there because they will just do a power shot from the top of the D. And if there's nobody in the way, it's going to go in. And it really doesn't matter who shoots it. As long as you get the accuracy right, it's flying in. Um, Let's move to the next one. Lead Soldier. It's quite a lengthy one. He says, my hot take is that the dev team and the content or sales team clashed over position changes from SPCs, draft, and concept squads. You can see it clearly doesn't work. I think the dev team wanted to get rid of position changes altogether, and the backup positions would apply automatically. The content sales team would have pushed back against this as they need pack filler promos to be more valuable. I've been in teams before where sales and marketing teams really fuck with what otherwise would be a good experience. Or maybe I'm just giving EA too much credit for poor, poor execution of a new system. I can't say that I agree with this because I think the chemistry system is really good. Now, if you're looking at it only from an SBC standpoint, no, it's, it's, it's a little bit harder, but it's not harder to do. It's just harder to wrap your mind around, I guess, because we're so hardwired into that old school way of thinking. Paul, I mean, you're the, you're the market guy. What do you think about the chemistry in the SPCs uh, from an SPC standpoint? Is it better or worse? Um, 
I think it will be better once we all adjust. The thing is, it's all new. We haven't quite got our heads around it. Those who have got those traders who have got their heads around it are making absolutely ridiculous amounts of coins. Um, but it's just one of those things. It's just time. Um, and eventually we'll, this will just be the new, the new norm. Um, and it, and it is going to take a while. I can't say that I'm fully, I have a full understanding of it myself quite yet, but you know, um, for teams, for your teams, I don't think it matters so much. I've been playing with 18, 17, 25, all sorts. And I've not really noticed any difference if I'm honest. Yeah. I've got a couple of draft tokens I've used in, the chemistry, I haven't really noticed a massive hit either way. I've had some draft teams with 22. I've had some draft teams with like seven. And I played really well with the one that had seven. And it wasn't really a bang-up team. But it's like I said, you're going to get that base amount of the card no matter what. So maybe just don't worry about the chemistry. You know, just build your teams how you want to build them and see how they play. You know, you, know, you don't know until you try it. But um, from a gameplay perspective, I think chemistry is great. From an SBC standpoint, maybe not. Matt, do you want to weigh in? All I was going to say is we touched on in episode three, right, um, that we're, we're still kind of hardwired into our understanding of the old chemistry system and how it's kind of holding us back from some creative squad building. At the early stages of the game, getting max chemistry out of players is important because they're just not as good as the cars we're going to end up using by Christmas time for example, that by then the cars should be sufficiently good enough whereby you shouldn't care too much about chemistry and you should be more concerned about getting the best 11 on the field, knowing that you're not going to be penalised. If you like the stats on the face of the card, that's what you're going to get and you should use as many of those cards as you can to build a team that suits the way you play and don't worry about those relatively minor bonus points, quite frankly. What's probably more important, and we talked about in our last episode, is the effect that it has on the running style. And there's nothing to suggest that having low chemistry overall changes the effect that a chem style has on the running style of of the card you're playing with. We we certainly don't fully understand that yet, but that's the impression that we have. And if that's the case, you're applying chemistry styles to get the running style you want, and then you should just play the 11 players that you want to play with uh, because they'll all be sufficiently upgraded whereby those chemistry bonuses will count for almost nothing. So, okay, it's important today. It's not going to be down the line and we can all sort of jointly reassess how we feel about chemistry thereafter, I think. And you'll see the benefits of being able to play with 11 cards from 11 different leagues and the creative opportunity that provides you to build awesome squads. Whereas at the minute, we're still very much one league trying to get a few extra bonus points for Cam, and it's kind of holding us back, but that won't always be the case. Yeah, and this kind of feeds directly into the next one from a hairy ape from the Discord. He says, by team of the season and beyond, people will stop caring about chemistry and play players wherever they want. Accelerate styles will not matter, but there will be a still a few cards not uncontrolled, and those will be the most OP cards in the game. I think it's going to get there well before team of the season. I think Matt, um, you kind of hit on it earlier. You mean team of the year or yeah, did you mean, I mean team of the season? Well, well, he put team of the season in his, but I think oh, right. it'll get yeah. there. I think it'll get there by team of the year. If I not before so, that, I mean, exactly. people are going to catch on to it. I mean, people last year, even, you know, every now and then you come up against the team at weekend league with like 74 chemistry and you're like, Oh, 
I'm going to destroy this guy and I get beat and I get beat bad. So really good players are going to be able to fight through this and use the cards that they want. And they're not going to be bothered by, Oh, I'm on 30 instead of 33. It's not going to impact the decision based on who they put in their team. You can just stab Mbappe in any team. He's still going to ball out. Right. So I think that's one of the best things about this system is just don't wrap, don't wrap so much importance around it and just play, see how it does. And I think you'll find that you can have a lot more squad building opportunities if you stop worrying about chemistry, but do the best you can to get it right. The only negative to that is that we will reach a, an impasse in the game whereby there will be a definitive best 11 that every competitive player will be searching for. So True. we start off with the opportunity to get creative with squad building and then we end up where there is a meta, everyone will work towards that meta and, and ultimately everyone will be running very close to the same team minus some super expensive icons and whatnot that not everyone can afford. But generally the teams will start going in a very defined direction and that then risks the gameplay getting a little bit stale. But let's cross that bridge when we come to it. We're certainly not there at the moment and won't be for a good while. And Paul, you can kind of confirm this one. I mean, talking about meta and having teams that everybody wants these certain cards, the content team is going to do their part to keep that meta constantly changing, right? They're going to keep that power curve going all the way till the end of the year. So whereas you might have it now, you might have the, the, the best 11, if you will, that can change week to week based on content, right? Yeah. We, we just go through the year and the curve just keeps going in one direction and it's always going to go there and we hardly notice it because most of our teams are just following that curve so what we're playing we now you know we're, we're, we're as Matt just got to there we, we're playing at a really interesting stage now where we, we've got the opportunity to use lots of different cards whoever we want um and we should make the most of that because like Matt says, there's going to be cards where it's, you know, Yaya Torre, Hull in the middle mm-hmm. uh, or, or however it is. Um, and everybody's going to be clambering after those. Um, but I, I've always been a bit of a one for chemistry until last year when George from the Discord, he'd just play with 80 chem, not bothered, um, you know, and as long as he didn't have negative stats, you were absolutely fine with that. Um, so then I'd be, I think, oh, well, I, d- I don't mind. And I'd sort of be a bit less hung up on Kem. And it never really, I never really noticed it. I really didn't. And I think now in this, I've been playing with Gold Havertz a lot this week with no stars, no diamonds. And it's been great. Absolutely great. Smashing goals in left and right. Um, mm. so that tells me all I need to know. I'm not that fussed about. I think I'm playing with 20 now, maybe. Uh, but if I get to 33, so be it, you know, whatever, but I'm not chasing after that. Yeah, that makes sense. So we have three community questions to go over. The first one comes from my homie, Nikki hot sticks. And he wants to know, and what we'll, Paul will let you handle this one. What is your favorite cheap beast to build around under 10K? Under 10K? Um, it would have been Havertz, but he's gone out of packs now because he's um, in team of the week. Um, but 
I would probably say somebody who's lengthy. <coughs> Very lengthy. Um, yeah, I'd say Havertz. Havertz is going to be down again next week when he goes back in, when his goal goes back into packs. Use him, enjoy him. He's really strong, finishes everything. Um, and he'll, he'll hold some sort of value. And at 10k, it doesn't matter if he doesn't hold value. But yeah, yeah. get after him. Yeah, two mini is another one I would I would give a good shout to in the midfield. Like I said on last episode, if you apply the, the right Kim style and you get him that lengthy that lengthy stride, he's a force in that midfield, man. He, he's everywhere. Uh, I mean, he's medium high work rates, but you wouldn't know it if you watched how he moved on the pitch. Um, we'll come to you for this one, Matt. Jason M24 from the Discord says, have any of you early thoughts about custom tactics or formations? I'm really struggling to retain possession this year. I could do with some tips. Now, Matt, you struggled a little bit with the gameplay side. What did you use that you found ineffective? Um, generally, over-reliance on speedy wide players, I think, was was letting me down. Um, and also understanding the, the limitations of, of certain strikers you might use in the game because it, there's there's a reoccurring theme, I think, when you're getting used to a new FIFA game where you can get the ball to your strikers and then you try and turn towards the defenders and you, you just bounce off them. Uh, sometimes you have to work backwards a little bit, slow down the gameplay, be prepared to play possession a little bit because unless you're using your Harlan types, there's not too many cards that can break away easily from centre backs in this game. If you've got you know decent centre backs with, with reasonable pace, which we're all sort of clamouring for, and most of us should have, I think. Um, so, if you don't have those dynamic strikers with the lengthy running styles that causing all, all the headaches generally, then you need to be able to keep the ball a little bit better, simplify your passing a little bit. I found that I was giving the ball away a lot in the beginning because I was trying to pass immediately after sort of circle turning. Uh, I don't mean left stick dribbling necessarily, but you have to sort of manually spin your players around, right? You can't just redirect like 180 degrees immediately like you could in previous games. And if you try and pass whilst you're turning, the ball just goes all over the place. And also the driven pass, if you go full power on that, they do tend to be slightly less accurate than they have been in previous years. It won't go to its intended target. So mastering how much power to put in the driven pass to maintain accuracy, I think is very important. Um, play some of the training modes. I know we don't like to do that as experienced FIFA players. You just want to go straight into the competitive modes, but you will pick up some essential fundamentals by playing a little bit of training and you will see a difference to your gameplay in areas where you, you're clearly not as sharp as you want to be particularly when it comes to like learning the set-piece system and, and stuff like that, taking corners. Half an hour spent in training will make a big difference if you're struggling with, with some of the basics, 100%. That's a big shout. I, I always do the trainers every single year because it gets you familiar with the mechanics. It lets you kind of develop that muscle memory for what you should be doing in-game. And one thing I did notice this year, the, um, the arena – they have it finally to where you're actually playing the game. You have the broadcaster view. You don't have that first person view. So when you're practicing skill moves, you can actually do it as if you were in game. So the orientation is more like, you know, how you'll be playing instead of having to learn it one way in first person and apply it the other way in a game. So uh, check that out too. If you want to practice the new skill moves. Um, the last question is from Osmu. 
And he asks, how important is it to have servers relatively close to you for, let's say, online games? So, Osmi, that's a, it's a good question. And regarding the servers and the gameplay and how it feels, the best thing I could tell you is to ensure that you've got the best setup possible on your end. So make sure your network isn't isn't clogged up and you don't have too many channels, too many you know cords going everywhere, too much interference in your routers. If you can, you can go in and, and if you're familiar with it, you can program your routers to slow traffic down for other devices and allow yours more throughput. But you basically do everything you can on your end to keep the connection stable. That's key, stability. It's not so much distance because if you have a stable connection, your gameplay will be more consistent. Um, now, not all the time, because sometimes EA servers, well, they just suck, especially you know for weekend league, and, and it's a really popular weekend. Um, but if you're, let's say, below 40 ping consistently, you should be all right. It's when you get into like 65 plus, it's when you really start to feel it, and it really gets degraded. So if you're 40 or below, safe to say you've got a decent connection and they've added more server locations too plus with crossplay i think that's only going to help as far as consistency and connections i haven't had too many connection issues so far but again we haven't had foot champs to me that's the ultimate test so before we move out we have one thing to read and paul will you do us the honors in reading the hate mail segment please you've got mail yes this one's actually got a little bit of funny in it. I like this one. It I did says, too. Get a life, zero friends, zero girls. Mum, why have I got no friends? Zero <laughs> GCSEs. You have cereal with water. Play like a real man. Cereal you know, with water. Cereal with water. I like it. You know, it's... Um, What's a GCSE? It's a qualification you get at school um, in the UK. Mm, interesting cereal with water you suck okay well that's gonna wrap us up for this quick short bonus episode of footballers brought to you by the community you guys help drive this content and we appreciate it Matt where can the people follow you and interact with you they can get me at Lando Matt on Twitter one T or I'm around in Discord if you want to say hello Paul right fucking foot on Twitter yes W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T you can follow me on Twitter at the Foot Hunter. You can follow the show on Twitter at Footballers Pod. And if you're not in the Discord, get in the Discord. Click the link; it's free. It's in the show notes. Come join us. And if you want to support, hit the premium membership at the top. We would greatly appreciate it. We appreciate everybody for tuning in this week. We will be back with you next week. See ya. Cheers, you fuckers. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.